What's up, world, and welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff Podcast, where hip hop fans discuss hip hop topics. On today's show, we'll first discuss back and forth between Mace and his signed artist video form. We'll revisit some slang terms, past and present. The crew will also share who are the best MCs, in our opinion, lyrically, who we actually don't want to hear an album from. Then we'll revisit some hip hop albums from 2016 and 2017 and discuss whether or not they deserve to be called classics or cult classics or neither. Then for our album Face Off, we'll be putting Artist Workshop by Rita J against Lost by Cool Compete and weigh in on which one we felt was better and why. And then the crew will share what they've been bumping for the week. So with that, please enjoy the show. Spending money at the, <laughs> at the mall, man. Yeah, that's the last real day that I had with them, so it was like, yeah, so. Yeah, I've been there out. before. I've been there before. I totally understand, man. I remember when my nephew was still, he was like a preteen, but man, taking this, taking that nigga to the comic book store, man. Man. He cleaned, he cleaned me out. Man. Because I knew that, you know, he was in the comics and all of that. That was kind of his jam. Yeah, but, uh, you want to be the you want to be the the best uncle, right? Right, because we I had an uncle like that, you know. You know, pick out whatever comic you want, you know, whatever three comics you want, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, I, I took them to the to the official spot where they only really sell. They got some Lucy comic books, but they only really sell comic books in like these like bound volumes. Uh-huh. So you can buy like an entire like storyline or whatever, you know, and uh, in like one book. But yeah, man, I've been there before. Yeah, I got I got best uncle's remorse, man. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> spending too much money. Yeah, I've been it's there before. Good, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. You would have cooked on uh, last week's show. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I was when I was listening to it. I, it, it it's funny because when I do miss an episode, and then I listen to it, the one I miss, I'd be like, "Dang, man, I wish I was on that." Because I would have said this, or I would have said that. You know, yeah, you would have cooked. I think you would have cooked on last week's show. Oh, definitely, man. Oh, man. But yeah, we waiting on a couple of more people. Um, might as well, man. Might uh, dive into these news nuggets. Uh, one news nugget I got in the queue. This is an interesting story because this is all news to me. Did you hear about this like kind of back and forth between uh, Brooklyn Drill artist Fivio Foreign and Mace? No, I didn't actually. Uh, I know Mace just did an interview with uh, Million Dollars Worth of Game. I didn't get a chance to watch that either. Maybe it was saying something to it on that, but I don't, I don't know. Well, what is it about? So basically, it's about in so many words a bad contract um mace oh let me let me let me backtrack first first physio form put it out there that he was signed to mace 
Mace's like Rich Fish Records. I didn't even know Mace had his own label, but he signed to Mace's Rich Fish Records when he was still like an up and coming artist. And he was only given, according to Fivio, he was only given a $5,000 advance. And he was complaining because I guess there's still uh, a percentage of you know sales and you know from from you know music and streams and merch there's still a a, a fair amount of uh percentage that's going to mace still and i guess he had a problem with it because mace hasn't done a whole lot for his career you know and and i didn't even know he was signing mace you know it just this whole thing just seemed bizarre to me because you know he's a he's a brooklyn real rapper and you know mace is kind of like a you know, he was kind of like a one album wonder from the late 90s. You know, it's like I, I was surprised that an artist like that would even want to sign a Mace because it, well, it was probably somebody in his ear, somebody older who still remembered what Mace used to be and was like, oh, you need to, you need, you know, jump, jump on that deal and sign that, sign that deal. You know, and he kind of he kind of rushed it. But uh, like Mace has responded. But he he didn't do a whole lot to clear it up but he was he was calling himself diddy 2.0 this is mace and like which is kind of bizarre because it's like every time he gets a chance mace is complaining to whoever would listen about how dirty diddy did yeah you're right you know so it's just kind of odd man it's just kind of odd it's like you you always complain about how puffy did you dirty and you you didn't know uh, you didn't know you shouldn't have sold away the rights to your publishing and you shouldn't have did this and you know Puff Daddy did that to you but then it's like you turn around and you're doing the same thing to like these younger artists you know and it's just uh, I don't know man it, it makes us it makes us less sympathetic when you want to complain about Puff yeah that, that's, that's definitely true um, yeah it's funny because Mace Mace's name, from what I understand, like, he's still very popular in New York, you know, his area. Um, like, his name is synonymous with uh, hip-hop in that, you know, in the New York area. I don't know if it's every borough, but you know, it's where he's from. So, like, he got a lot of cloud, cloud out there. So, okay. like, I, I can see how the, the signing stuff happened. I didn't know either, but I could see how that happened. Cause you know, it's like, you know, uncle taking care of a nephew, you know, in, in, in the area or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, big, it's like a big bro thing, but it's unfortunate that he did that to him if that's really the case. But at the same time, he, who knows what Mace did for him, for him to be where he is now. That's true too. Like, like I haven't followed Fivio Forens career terribly closely you know because he's just in a lane that i don't really they don't even really speak to me but like i do know he's immensely popular i know that and it's funny whatever mace had to have seen something in him made him go you know what i need to sign this cat this dude's this dude might be something big one day he might not be but he just might be he might be something big you know it's like they say like a smart man knows the price of everything but a wise man knows the value of things, you know what I mean? So oh, yeah, he, yeah. he might not have known how big Fivio Forum was going to blow up, but he probably saw something in him that was like, yeah, I, I need to have him around. He might be a cash cow, but yeah. you know, 
I just hate to see artists getting taken advantage of and, and signing bad paperwork, man. I just I hate seeing that because it's like it it don't it don't have to happen like that, you know. It don't have to go down like that, but nah, it doesn't. Because some, but some, some people are just like, was it hurt people hurt people, as they say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, man, I gotta I gotta get what I needed from what happened to me by doing it to somebody else. Right, right, right. So, but. You know that's 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 too bad, but but at the same time, it's like yo, like you okay when Mace was signed a bad boy for that like second album, like Puff gave him a two million dollar advance that he did not make good on and recoup, and Puff Daddy basically let Mace walk away without asking for the two million dollars back. That's the part of the story like everyone likes to leave out that like Puff kind of gave him his walking papers and was like, all right, I'm not gonna ask for this money back. That's why when 50 Cent wanted to sign Mace uh, to G-Unit back in like 2005, 2006, uh, Puffy was like, okay, yeah, you can sign him for $2 million. You know, and 50 Cent looked at it and was like, eh, Mace ain't worth $2 million. You know, and walked away from the deal. So people kind of like to leave that little detail out of there that like he technically still owes Puff money. But, you know, Puff ain't, ain't really asking him for it he, he probably he don't probably don't even need the money but he's not even asking him for it which is like you know something people don't don't really talk about yeah see that might be, it might actually be worse because uh <laughs> that may well i guess is he still signed with him technically i don't know i don't know what the particulars of the contract are you know i don't know if 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 he put out an album today, would, would, would some of the proceeds have to go to Puff? But I was under the impression that like Puff just kind of let him walk away clean. Yeah. Well, I wonder if that $2 million uh, payoff goes anywhere. So it's like it's almost a situation where it's like Mace can't really do anything because of it. I don't know. But like it seems like if that was the case, that would be messed up, you know, because it's like, well, I. Mace probably don't even got the two million to give it up. So I was like, well, somebody got it. They really want you then they'll give get me give me my two million back, whether I need it or not. And then if if they don't want to do it, you can't pay me. So it's like, yeah, I guess you can't really make music. I mean, he it felt like he just put it, yeah, he did just put something out not too long ago. Remember that Oracle, the Oracle part two or whatever he did? Yeah, you're right. You so, right about that. You know, I know he can put out music, but I, I think, honestly, get the impression that, you know, Puff let him walk away clean. So, yeah, well, either way, um, either way, it's messed up what he's doing to Fibio, Fibio form, whatever, his, whatever his name is. Um, yeah, it's messed up. Yo, what's up, Jamil? That got to be you. What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> What's up, Jamil? What's what going up, on, brother? Uh, <laughs> keeping up foolishness, that's all. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. But the uh, the next little item of business I wanted to discuss was... Um, it, this was an interesting conversation I had heard on a hip-hop podcast. Uh, I can't remember. I want to say it was Rap Roundtable, but... I want to say it was Rap Roundtable, but there was... Um, 
these four dudes debating as as we tend to do about some of the best albums that it came out this year and one of the guys mentioned like yeah you know you also got black thoughts album coming out later on and one of the guys said yeah i i respect black thought he's a dope lyricist uh but i'm not interested in hearing an album from black thought and some couple of people on the panel kind of bugging out like what do you mean like he's like well i know what i'm gonna get i know it's gonna be dope lyrically but not necessarily anything mind-blowing and he basically said in so many words that black thought is the and he might have said this verbatim he he said that black thought was the dopest rapper that he does not want to hear an album from and it made me kind of ponder the question okay what are some dope rappers out there that i can openly acknowledge are extremely skilled lyrically talented rappers that i don't want to uh i'm not interested in hearing an album from and i wanted to pose that question the the vibes and stuff uh commentators on on, on this podcast so i'm I, I wanted to give it up to you all what dope rappers are there or, or who are the best mcs out there best is in the most skilled that you really just don't want to hear album from for whatever reason man it's 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 hard to say until like a, a name gets thrown out you know um, but I do get his sentiment. Like I get what he's saying. I get what he's saying because some people listen to, listen to music for like one reason and one reason only, you know, and that's to like turn up. Some people listen to music for that. Then you got some people that listen to music or in a more uh, well-rounded way. So like. They're just, they just want to hear music, you know. Um, they're like just music kind of source, you know, like like Rodney, for instance. You know, he just he just loves to listen to music. Shout out to Rodney too, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, Rodney is a musical sponge. Yeah, so like, but then you got some people. It's like if it ain't turn up, then I ain't trying to hear it. And right. then you got some people that's just like they ain't trying to hear turn up at all everything has to be deep thinking deep thought something that I could possibly ponder on and um, you know so you have that you have that bridge to cross so I could get it where you know black thought is very somber with his style you know and it's a lot to it's a lot to wrap your mind around. Some people don't want to think that much. So I, I, I kind of get it though. But I would have to literally like, you have to toss some names out and then I could, I could kind of tell you. But one, the one that does definitely come to mind is uh, uh, Hobson. Mm, that's yeah. a good one. That's a good um, one. Cause like I could, I could tolerate a single from Hobson, but I don't want to listen to 60 minutes of Hobson. Not at all. Yeah, and then, um, What's his uh, uh t-shirt? Uh, what's his name? Uh, something something t-shirt. You know he he he's with odd, wor- odd world. Oh, Earl sweatshirt. Sw- sweatshirt. Yeah, I call this man t-shirt. He- <laughs> <laughs> sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I he I yeah. I don't have to hear a whole album, man. I just yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm 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 definitely with you on Hobson. Earl Earl sweatshirt. I haven't heard enough of him 
to say one way or the other. I guess it all depends on what type of production he's rapping over. But yeah, I definitely feel you on Hobson. Like, I tried to digest the album of his maybe like 10 years ago. And I got maybe like four or five tracks in and then just like never revisited it. Right. And it wasn't that he's a bad rapper. It's just like he's so one note sometimes with his aggression. And he's clearly an Eminem disciple. And it's just like, okay, this is good. Yeah, you can rap. But what you're speaking to would have appealed to 16-year-old me more than, you know, like, shoot, I'm almost 40 now, you know. But, like, yeah, you just kind of, his, his style is one I've outgrown. Yeah, the, the, the way I can, the analogy I can make, and it's off the cuff, so I hope it's either it's gonna be funny or it's gonna really apply. Like, some people can do amazing things, but if it's the same trick, like, some people can do like a triple backflip, right? And the first time you see it, it's like, wow. But like, if you, every week you see him do that triple backflip, it's still amazing. But it's like, all right, I seen that. Like, right. do something, do something else. Yeah, so that's, 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 that's a what I really get. good analogy. That's what I get with Hobson. Like, yeah, he is talented. He, he, he's got skills. He's he checks boxes as far as like, you know, a lyricist. But like, it's it just feels like copy and paste every song. Like the melody may be different, but it's the same thing you know it's like it's dope but like do something else yeah yeah he he i just yeah it's not i haven't seen a lot of growth for him um mm. what about you jamil is, is there any oh, on your list oh you know i got several on my list some of which will be controversial uh let's start off with cannabis mm. yeah i i i, I agree i used like to love he, him but yeah, but like when he couldn't make it work with P Rock, I was like, all right, it's a wrap. Like I, I can't think of a good album that dude has made in his last like five or six attempts. And he's dope, but I'm good. Uh, Tech Nine. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Convince yeah. me with that. Any of the any of the following. Aesop Rock idea. Atmosphere, NF, <laughs> all of them. The whole Ron Sayers camp. You, all you the, the whole Ron Sayers camp on your list. <laughs> and they all dope, but yeah, I'm good. I might. I think I, I think I'm with you with what you said about Hobson. Like that was something that would have appealed to me many years ago. Um, and although he's not on Ron Sayers, let's throw him in here too. Cage. I don't even know if he's still rapping no more, but I'm cool. He's still rapping. Uh, let's see. There's Joyner Lucas, uber talented. Oh, I'm cool. Wow. I don't think I need to hear an album here. <clears throat> wow. So you did? You never listened to that the album with his uh, phone number? I did. Vince, not. Vince, uh, I did. I did on your recommend recommendation. I did. This was maybe a couple of months ago. I forgot to give you an update on that. But yeah, the phone number album. I listened to it, man. And like, I he, he just a little too. He, he, he's just a little too angry for me like mm. the first I want to say two tracks man it's just like he's just spitting just just pissing vinegar at you the whole time and I'm just like yeah is this going somewhere like you know is he going to switch it up a bit 
And I don't know, maybe I need to listen to it again, but I walked away from that project going like, yeah, I'm good on Joanna Lucas. It felt, it felt like he was trying to be another rapper, you know? Mm. And it was like, it just felt a little, you know, just n- not just not genuine. I, I it, it was like the energy he was giving on the album just felt, it felt like o- overly aggressive. I know what you're saying, because, um, well, I love the album for one. Like he just, he, he taps into uh, emotions. And um, he's more than just a, a, a lyricist because you know he does his own videos and stuff too. So like he has a he has a certain type of mind that is a, he's a genius mind when it comes to this stuff. But that doesn't mean that he's a everybody's flavor or whatever. But um, but like he checks all the boxes too but there is something that's just a little bit off in terms of you just like bent just gravitating towards him. I and I, I can't figure out what that is for like the masses but um and I haven't even listened to every album he's made since then to be honest but that album in particular like the, the song that he did about um you know the suicide that he had beef with Logic about for you know, making that song that he made about it that went so big because he kind of like he kind of he kind of piggybacked off his idea because they right. were like talking back and forth. Yeah. Um, then a song about his son, the way he flipped that, you know, like the abort, it was like the abortion song or whatever. The way he, the the, the play on words was was very interesting to me, even though it's it's always got some type of dark twist to it. I just think like it showed every type of thing you can do as a uh, as an artist and a lyricist. He, he he captured that in that album. But like I said, it still might not just be anybody's flavor. I think yeah. my thing with Jordan Lucas is a lot of his work is dope, but it just feels like prepackaged to me. Like there's something like that's some there's a lot of emotion in the music, and maybe I just haven't heard enough of it, but. There's, there just seems to be some insincerity there. Like, he's writing emotional music for the sake of extracting these feelings from you and not necessarily like, yo, this is how I feel. At least that's how it comes across to me. Yeah, I can see that. I, I think he needs other people in the room with him to kind of like help direct his, 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 you know, execution a bit. You know, I think some of the beats that he raps on don't don't suit him well. I think that he just I don't know, man. He 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 goes he goes over overboard with the like profanity laden like rapidy rap stuff and it's just like Okay, bro, we all know you can rap. Now you just kinda you getting into Eminem territory, you know. Mm-hmm. Well that was just another one on my list. <laughs> oh yeah, back to your list, yeah. <laughs> Jamil. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could, I, I literally could probably list off about twenty MCs, but I'm gonna cut it short. Eminem would have made the list. Uh, Logic, we can't forget everybody's favorite guest. Um, did you did you hear uh, Vinyl Days yet? I did. What you think about that, man? Because I haven't even, I haven't even explained what I feel about it yet. But what you? Think? So I understand why people like it. And it's got some, it's some dope cuts on there. I'm just, I guess I just can't, I can't connect with him. Like, he's got, like I said, he, he's perfect for this segment for me. He's clearly a talented rapper. Like, you cannot take that away from him. 
I'm good though. I think I've given him as many chances as I'm gonna give him. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Logic. I think that album though, people are exaggerating the like it, it wasn't bad. I don't think there's been any Logic album that I've heard that was just horrible. And I right. I would say I would say they all are above average, but he does certain things that just it's just like a no no to me. You should no rapper should have uneven verses. Like why you should not have an odd verse. Why does a why why would a verse have nineteen bars in it? It makes no sense to me. Unless he added up the, the last bar or something, like off the off the dome, like it, it makes it makes does. no sense. And it's I so silly. Yeah, and it's my silly bad. when it happens. No, my bad. Um, but it's silly when it happens because like it makes me not I can't even nod my head. Now I gotta catch the rhythm again. Like why why are you doing <laughs> this logic? It's not logical. It makes no sense. He clapping on the one and the three, man. That <laughs> <laughs> other half right. came out. It's like it's like it's it's mathematically irritating events, his verses. <laughs> I mean, he's right though. He's one hundred percent correct. And I, I think it is there's part of that, right? There's the uh, a bit of a disconnect there, but also I think he's doing it just to say, yo, I can do this. I'm different. I'm not yeah. like those other rappers. I don't rap about selling drugs to the community. I'm uplifting. That's that's, that's Russ. <laughs> That guy too is another one who would have made my list. Hey, his handsome song—he just dropped his dope though. We're bringing back sampling, that nigga. Yeah, Logic just irks my. Uh, what does he go? Grinds my gears. <laughs> yes, yes. I got one that I shouldn't say out loud. I feel like I should text y'all this one because if I say it on wax, I might get kicked off the show. <laughs> But since when have I ever cared about that? <laughs> uh, the teacher. Hey, oh, that's one. Love him to death. I don't think I need to hear another album of <laughs> preaching from him, though. I know that hip hop is something that you live. I don't need to hear it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah, yeah. He's become that annoying. He's become that guy that since he is hip hop, truly that, that he, he's trying to be a gatekeeper. And then like, it, it gets annoying. It's like, dude, just stop. <laughs> stop. I was, I was still, ra- I would still rather hear an album from him than the three people I got on my list. Um, Fair. <laughs> I would, if I have to choose, I will 100% choose KRS one over anybody else I said. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Gotcha. But have you have you noticed now that when he raps, it feels like he weird. You're in school. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's felt like that for a while. It's always yeah. been that. Yeah. No, it's like no, it's like you, it's like one of those cool little video situations. Like you know, remember when Bill Cosby was doing that type of stuff, and it's like right, 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 right. They, they, they're rapping, they trying to teach you ABCs while you're rapping. It's like that's what it feels like when I listen to him. What it is for me. Like, I don't mind complex rhymes. I love that. Give me complex rhymes. Give me, you know, obscure references and, and, and you know, be, do something creative with the language. But what KRS-One does sometimes is he gets so much into teacher mode 
I don't think he always respects the audience. So he he's like talking down to the audience in the verses. Exactly. Like he's saying stuff like it's this it's this profound point, but it's like, yo, everybody gets this. That's exactly yeah. what he did. Yeah, you 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 preaching to the choir, you know. Right. And you don't have to. At all. Yeah. yeah. Now for me myself, I got three names on my list of MCs that I will acknowledge are lyrically dope, always have been, but I don't want to hear albums from them. And and I think all three might be a little controversial. Well, t- two out of three. Um, the first one is Eminem. Uh, no explanation needed there. It's just a shame because like in his prime, man, it was like Eminem was batting a thousand for like a good two or three years, you know, and nobody could really touch him on the mic and then he just kind of transforms into what he is now it's like this like a like an older uncle who's like trying to use parlor tricks to impress everybody at the family barbecue and i'm not into it man i'm just not into it and it's like you know i'll listen to an eminem uh you know eminem album 20 tracks worth of material and it's like i might pick out maybe three or four moments where he really like gave me a memorable verse you know what i mean or gave me something clever that made me go okay that's the eminem i know you know or or he still has it um the second name on my list fabulous Mm. i I, fabulous is he's he's a lyrically proficient mc but i i just never connected with him i i never really got the appeal with fabulous and I don't want to hear an album from him. <laughs> <laughs> I think based on that, I might know who your next one is. Yeah, you probably do. Uh, my next one is Jada Kiss. Wow, that is not what I was expecting. Double wow. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just don't want to hear an album from Jada Kiss, man. It's like he's yet to really deliver us a true classic on, on a solo tip. You know, everything sounds like that he releases sounds like a glorified mixtape. You know, he's he's and he's dope. He's dope. Like I acknowledge Jada Kiss is dope. Like, you know, I would not turn down a guest feature from Jada Kiss. But like, li- listen to a whole album of his. Like, nah, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. But yeah, that, that was my three. Who did you think I was gonna say, Jamil? Sky Zoo. Mm-hmm. Actually. Sky Zoo really impressed me with, with his last album. That um, what was it called? All the beautiful things. Yeah, I I, I can listen to that from beginning to end and, and not even hit the skip button. I was thoroughly impressed by that album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, we're gonna move right along to our next segment, man. Which is slang, man. I wanted to briefly go over uh, some slang, past and present. <laughs> mainly slang that the the hip-hop culture has created and it's found its way into the the mainstream lexicon black people in america we've always been the 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 pollinators the cultural pollinators and the 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 creators and purveyors of anything that's cool uh you know including slang and and hip-hop has continued that tradition a couple of words i wanted to slang terms i wanted to go over and briefly touch on that some make sense to me, some don't. And I want y'all to weigh in on them. Like, is it a good slang word that we should keep around or not? And that's 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 in reference to the present day slang. 
first word, man, smash. <laughs> oh, they gotta keep that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it's it's got multiple uses. Yeah, yeah. It's quite versatile. Yes, gotta keep it's, that. It's versatile. It's versatile. It rolls off the tongue. I was just like, man, when did when did when, when did boning become smashing? <laughs> hey, that's yeah. That has to stay. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like. It's not as vulgar as boning, but that's what I was just gonna say. It's not. It's not quite as offensive to the ears but or shocking. Did, I won't say offensive. Where did we get smashed from? It's like I need someone to explain the etymology of this. Like I, I mean, like, probably I was like, okay, the accent. Uh, it's not. Nah, this is not the uh, <laughs> the platform. This place. I mean, maybe there might be a PG way you can explain it to me. I mean, I, I'm I'm rolling with it. I'm like, okay, we saying smashing now. Okay, I guess. Well, well when bodies collide. Uh, right. <laughs> I thought that's what it was related to. So, okay, I, I'll roll with that. But yeah, I'm all for the smash. All right, next one. <laughs> next one, Glizzy. I'm too old for Glizzy. Yeah, I'm too old for that. Glizzy's like, even... are hot dogs. When did when did hot dogs become Glizzy's? Yo, that's not what I and, thought that was. And what and what that gotta be that gotta be over east. I th- I do think it's a it's a east the eastern east coast thing like specifically like DC and Baltimore. Yeah, exactly. All them niggas weird. Now I don't yeah. trust nothing that that they come up with. Yeah, Glizzy. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. I thought it was in reference to something else. Like, what's a glizzy? A, a hot? A, it's a hot dog? Oh, okay. All right, the next one, man. Um, bust it open. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, again, it's it's for a reason. I mean, I get it. I get the etymology of it. I just. I, I, I just I, I maybe I'm old, but I'm like okay. When when <laughs> when did that become um, a thing you needed even needed a term for? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was it was one of those situations that was you know when you see it you see it and what's what's known don't need to be explained and <laughs> we lost a little <laughs> bit of the subtlety in the game. <laughs> I think it started from some. Didn't it start from like, like it's derogatory? Um, uh, yeah. It's definitely it's definitely denotes something that's vulgar. Um, but they yeah they'd have flipped it, you know. But I remember like hearing that when I was younger, like grandmas talking to their grand granddaughters about like out, out in don't the bust it open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> baby. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, something to that effect. That's funny. It's just the word uh, bust. It's just like it's, 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 yeah. yes, it's quite violent actually. Because <laughs> I was under the impression at first that it was the person going in who was busting it open. Not at all. <laughs> not, not the other person. And then I was explaining. I was like, oh, okay, all right. But yeah, that's 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 for the kids. I don't. I, I don't. I don't even need. There's no. There's no scenario where I need to use that that term. Um, and since we on the topic, the term box, like, okay, I, I know what box is, but ain't nothing about box reminding me of box. It's like, a gift, man. 
It's a gift. I see. But still, say gift. Wasn't <laughs> like, that like the, the? Ain't that like a a shortened version of juice box? Is that what it is? That's what I thought. I mean, Man, I we probably sound sense. mad old to some eighteen year olds right now. Oh, <laughs> I, I, am, I have no doubt about that, and I don't care what an eighteen year old thinks about me. <laughs> like I got a four hundred one k, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know what? What's funny is that's literally what went in my head though, when you said that. <laughs> yeah, nothing about box reminds me of anything with the box. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. I mean, that explanation you gave uh, about it being a gift, I could kind of roll with that, but then just call it gift. Like, I don't know, something else. But box? <laughs> yeah, that um, can go. Yeah, those those are the words I had on my list. Were there any any new school words that 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 you all have have run across that you just like, man, I don't get it, or you think it's actually clever? You know what? I kind of like that. It's up in the stuck. I don't know why, but I kind of like that. Up in the what? It's up and it's stuck. What's that mean? It's been. It's basically like that's what it is. Um. Um. Like okay. I mean, like you know, that's what it's gonna be. That it, that's what it is. What no matter. I think that's along those terms. Like it's like, like I'm I'm down for you. Like I I got your back. It's up and it's stuck. Like I'm 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 down. You know. Yeah. Like that type of thing. I think it's that. I mean, it's been using a bunch of different references and songs and stuff. Um, but I, I kind of like that. That that was kind of cool. Um, I can roll with that. Oh, one I'm more good. I forgot. One more I forgot. Cap. Oh, you I messed with cap. cap. I messed with Cap. People just jumped on it so much. I, I'm glad it's it's not fading away, but I'm glad it's just not being used constantly, you know. Yeah, yeah. My my son be using that. Like, you capping, you capping. I'm like, Yeah, I like that better than that's cap or something. I like, yeah, you capping. I like that. It sounds cool. I'm like, I'm like capping. Okay, all right. You know what they? Can, you know what I'm glad they got away with though. What's that? And it was happening heavy in Chicago and Indiana. What am? Like I'm glad nobody says that anymore. Say what again? Yeah, they you know, do. Instead of saying what's up, they be like what, what am? Like, oh yeah, they do. Uh, they went nowhere. Yeah. I mean, not not the youngsters. But yeah, you talk you to an old head, they still, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah you still catch some cats who say that. We um, need to bring Charlie back. That's what we need to bring back. What's Charlie. up, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> Charlie. Some, some, some people haven't given up Charlie. Like <laughs> Y'all ain't even saying it right. There's no R in Charlie. What's up, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that 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 old nigga slang. Some of that do need to come back. Like, 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 not all of it, but like when they used to call, you know, niggas used to call folks jive turkeys and whatnot. But like when they used to uh, call people coolies, they should bring back coolies, man. Like coolies yeah. is a great term for a lame. Like, <laughs> yeah, for real. I actually don't mind jive turkey because it makes me laugh. I mean, it's dated yeah, as ever, weird. but. You gotta say it. You gotta say it the way they say it. You know, you can't, right. you can't not Job do it. Turkey. <laughs> say, man. <laughs> I, I, I right. definitely know some coolies, but uh, 
yeah. a word a word man i wish we would resurrect from our our, our parents generation yak as in reference to cognac or as in reference to throwing up no as in reference to cognac oh that ain't never went nowhere for me you don't, you, but you don't hear nobody like like widely using the term yak you know they they say they say what they drinking they'll either say oh we drinking henny or remy or whatever nobody ever says yak i think yak is a great term man which we yeah. think is to bring back well, I yak. still hear it. i still i hear it every so often i think it's yeah you're talking to, to old niggas with that though yeah you know but it's about the branding up. <laughs> That's why people, yeah. you know, name checking the liquor now because it's a status symbol. Yeah. You know yeah. what else we need to bring back? What's that? Caking. <laughs> ah, I didn't know that, that ever went one. nowhere. I don't hear nobody. I don't see no young cats talking about oh he over there caking. I don't hear that. But that's the one right there. We need to bring that back. Cause they all do it. That's why. Yeah. Are you over there caking? I see you over there caking. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, a, a friend of mine who works at a high school told me that the kids' new slang term for the male member is shaboing boing. That's terrible. <laughs> I'm like, man, what job Turkey came up with that? <laughs> right. That's that old Sammy Davis Jr. slang. That must be what the coolies are saying. <laughs> right. <laughs> Boing, boing. Like yeah, that's you, something you would tell a, a, a four-year-old. Hey, if like you don't even and those, that word you don't even say. You got to say then after that, and you got to use the Sammy Davis voice. Like you, nobody says it unless you're doing that. They not right. even. They not even linking the, the two. It's not even. Nah. They're not even going in that deep. They just call it the Shaboing Boing. And I'm like, I mean, it makes sense with what it's applied to, but I'm like, that's that's kind of long. It's kind of long. Slang words should be short. I, 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 never mind. I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> not going to do it. Shaboing me that. Shaboing Boing. <laughs> uh, uh, and when did it, when did it become not acceptable to say fly? I feel you can still get away with fly. Depends on who you're talking to. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just not something that the the youngsters are are really into. Although I don't really too much mess with a lot of the new slang that I hear coming from the youngsters, just because it, it feels real alphabet people to me, man. Like a lot of a lot of the slang that I hear coming coming out, you know, between them, like. Who you talking to, man? It's given and it, it and, and and it's the blank for me. I'm like, and now when these are women, that's one thing, but it's dudes back and forth conversing. This I'm like, this is this is odd. Yeah, yeah. But that's just how they move. Yeah, it's given. It's given something. I hate. I hate that man. Like, yeah. You know what it is? It's not so much that I hate it. I just feel like sometimes people don't even give it time to see if they actually like it. They just hear it. They think that's what everybody else is saying, so they just jump on it. And, and it's like, it. yeah. now everybody's saying it, and it's like, this sounds horrible. But like, there's certain slangs I, I grew up with, I never said because it just didn't sound right coming from me. But right. the, some of them, it just felt perfect, you know? I never said, I never said fresh, even though fresh was only like a word for like two weeks. But I never said fresh, and 
I, I didn't use tight all that much. Remember when, when Cats was saying, calling stuff oh, yeah, tight? That's tight. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I said that. You know, yeah, tight was played. It's like, man, like, I'll just stick with dope. You know what I'm saying? Dope is pretty, pretty cl- a classic word that's not really not going nowhere. Right. Yeah, that ain't going nowhere. That's here to stay. You know, or when people stop saying stuff was whack and now they say stuff is trash. I think that's an improvement. I like calling I stuff trash. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you can use both because there's a varying degree. Like there's a you know, some could be whack without being trash. If it's trash, there is no redeeming quality to that. Yeah, trash is here to stay too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, trash and, trash and it and it should. No, yeah. whack is whack is outdated. Yeah, yeah. It was uh um or when people say when people say something is smacking. I like that more than when we used to say something was five. Nah, that's so Chicago though. Yeah, that's Chicago. That's five. Yeah, I, still, yeah. I still I still will occasionally throw that out there just to mess with people. Like when I'm around here, because I know don't nobody know what I'm talking about. Just reminds me on fine going nowhere. Nah, it ain't. But shout out to corporate because this dude done brought Chicago slang. He done put it on the map internationally. To the masses. (laughs) For real. Corporate. On God. Yeah. That dude is hilarious, man. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, oh, God. But all right, then. All right. We're going to move right along to our next segment, man, which is the topic of classic albums. Um, I was thinking about this because I was listening to that episode we did with Jerome where he was trying to make the argument that J. Cole has four classics in his, in his discography, uh, which I strongly disagree with. Um, he, was, he was passionate. <laughs> right, right, and it got me to we we got into a little back and forth about what exactly makes a classic, and you know some time does need to pass for a release to age, and if you revisit it and it still hits like it did five years ago, then yeah, it's most likely a classic, and I think that's a fair amount of time to to give an album to age. So what we were going to do tonight, we were going to revisit some albums that have already turned five years old and some that are turning five years old this year. And and we're going to go, you know, weigh in on whether or not we feel they deserve that that classic label. And I basically went with the um, releases with the hip hop releases that were the best reviewed critically uh, from those years, as well as the ones that, you know, did a fair number of, of decent sales, you know. Um, a combination of the two, and I want y'all to weigh in on, you know, yay or nay. Is is can it? Does it deserve that that term classic? Um, let's go to two, 2016 first, okay. And the first one I actually is a J Cole album for your eyes only. Um, it's it's six years old uh, this year. Yay or nay? Is that a classic? Hmm. Nah. Um, it's a great album, but I I don't know. That I'm giving that one classic. I think it's. I wouldn't say it's a classic, but I think it should be studied. If that makes any sense, like you should. That should definitely be listened to because of the um, the whole concept of the album. But I can't say it's a classic. Yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm going nay on that. It's it's his 
least impressive album. I'm not going to say it's trash or whack, <laughs> um, but it, it, it is his least impressive album. And he's got albums better than this that are also not, I would not consider classics. But moving right along, Schoolboy Q, Blank Face LP. Well, I can't necessarily say anything Schoolboy Q has made is a classic. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't disrespect. No, I'm just saying, no disrespect, no disrespect intended. Um, but like, I haven't followed Schoolboy Q heavy. I like some of his songs though. Like he got some, he got some nice songs. But like, man, he might be the, he might have been one of the guys that fits the earlier segment. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> For me. I'm going to say if if Blank Face LP, if it's anything, it's more of a cult classic. And if you're wondering what I mean by that term, I looked up the definition online just so I don't misrepresent what a cult classic is. And it's basically it says it's a cult classic status as a band or musician that has very devoted but relatively small following compared to the mainstream or an album whose following is somewhat greater than the sum of the parts of the group would suggest. Um, so basically a cult classic is an album in a particular artist's discography that really established their fan base or the majority of their fan base uh, regards this album as like their best work. Gotcha. So when Jerome said J. Cole had four classics, I think what he meant to say is that J. Cole probably has four cult classics amongst J. Cole fans. That makes perfect sense. Because they're in, in no way is Born Center a classic. It's like, I, and I like that album. I actually like that album. But like, you know, I'm, I, I, I'll give you another example. Uh, um, Little Brother, uh, The Listening. By mainstream standards, it's not a classic. It's not an album that a lot of people have even heard. But amongst Little Brother's fans, it's kind of it is regarded as their best album, and it's also the album that established their fan base and grew it. So th that's a good example of a cult classic album. Stress by Organized Confusion is a cult classic album. You know. Um, Everyone who's heard it is like, yeah, this album is the ish. Even though the wider mainstream audience might not even have heard this album, even knows it exists. And I think the Blank Face LP might be an example of that. But I don't know. I don't know enough Schoolboy Q fans to really bounce that that theory off of. I think I would want to push back a little bit on the idea that the number of people who have heard or agree with the notion that the album is a classic makes it a classic. Um, particularly with something like The Listener. I don't believe that um, the fact that, you know, The Listener wasn't huge in the mainstream uh, keeps it from being a classic and makes it a cult classic. I think that it had such a great effect on what the sound of hip-hop was, at least underground hip-hop was, coming after that that is kind of undeniable so even if people hadn't heard the listener per se it they've heard 
something that kind of sprouted from that. Okay, I don't disagree with you. However, what other people other than Little Brother fans have given that album classic status? I mean, nobody other than a Little Brother fan would give it cla- uh, classic status, but I don't know the, the 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 measuring stick has to be whether the mainstream has caught on to it. If anything, you know, the mainstream having tapped into something kind of invalidates it in a lot of cases. Like that's kind of what. But not in every case. Not in no, every. No, not in every case. Not in every case. Because you take like Nas's Illmatic. That is like an un undebated classic. You know, it's right. This is not even up for discussion. You know, I albums like that kind of require some buy-in from the culture in, at large to achieve such great status in addition to it being a you know dope music or a, a dope piece of work from beginning to end and I, while i agree with you jamil i just other people i know other people don't see it that way i think the listening is most definitely a classic i think fun crusher plus by a company flow is a classic i think um and that i think is a good example of a cult classic okay so okay because it's, it's and, and i guess the difference opinion. between those two is just because where was the transition from what hip-hop was doing before front crusher plus to what hip-hop was doing after that i don't think that that exists whereas you could make a case for that with the listener i think you can make a case for it i think there were a lot of underground groups that were influenced by that early rough and rugged lp sound you mm-hmm. know that just also did not have the same visibility and popularity so i I do think that you can trace influence through other from that album the other albums that came after it but it just so happens that when you do the same tracing of that lineage with say little brothers the listening you're gonna you're gonna run across more popular albums you're gonna run across albums like college dropout or Mm -hmm. um uh, uh what's the other one um I mean, it's escaping me uh, right now. From the black album, when when Ninth Wonder did the beat for Jay, and right, 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 or any of that like state property stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, foreign exchange. Anything from Just Blaze. So all like, these albums, they have a measure of influence, you know, and and you know, and, and all of that, and, and and leaving their imprint on, on stuff that came after it is just. You know, it's it's that unfortunate popularity thing. You know, it's like, can an MC really be considered one of the goats if nobody's ever heard of? It's a it's an unfortunate thing that happens, but it is a thing. You know, counterpoint to that that the the Illmatic argument. What about something like Jay Z's Volume Two? As what a classic, or as being influenced as a classic, as a classic. I know. I think I think Volume Two was actually one of Jay Z's weaker weaker albums. Like, and I, I'm, uh, I agree with you. Classic. Bingo. That's the point I was getting. At. I agree with you, Ian. But if you talk to a lot of Jay Z fans, that is a classic album and wildly more popular than anything that we could say about the listener or Fun Crusher, Fun Crusher Plus. Even though both of those albums were superior to the Jay Z. <laughs> So the point that I was bringing up with the volume two is, yeah, Illmatic is kind of undisputed 
So the popularity kind of allows it to get the classic status. But then you have an album like Volume Two, which is, you know, infinitely, infinitely more popular than something like The Listening, which I, I believe you could make an argument for it being a classic outside of Little Brother fans, where it's it's just not. It just doesn't hold up under the criteria, in my opinion. Okay, I I, I get you. I get you. I. It's just it, it, you're always going to run into that inconvenient argument that, oh man, ain't nobody heard this, you know what right. I mean? And I think that's almost why the term cult classic exists, because Agreed. you will find small pockets of people who have heard these albums, and like 99% of them are all going to say the same thing, like this is an outstanding piece of art, it's a classic, you know, it, it's it's this the best piece of piece of work in this artist's discography. And if you're gonna if you're gonna listen to this artist, you need to start with this album. Like you absolutely hear that, but it might not make a dent. You know what I mean? In the, in the grand, you know, in the bigger scheme of things, as far as like other albums that are universally considered classics. You know, the the low end theories, the miseducations, the you know, the enter the the thirty six chambers, the you you know what I'm saying, the Cuban links and albums like that that are just kind of universally accepted as opposed that as being seen as like all oh, these these kind of underground gems that people forgot about and i, I think that's that's kind of why the, the term cult classic even got coined because they wanted to give recognition to stuff like that but fair enough you know but i agree with you i agree with you jamil like like cl- to me classic is classic right that's how i feel <laughs> yeah. about it yeah all yeah. classics aren't equal for one this is true <laughs> This is true. And and also it's like it's subjective to some degree because it just has to be enough people to say it's a classic for it to be one. Um, Because, like, honestly, if you don't agree, you don't agree. Mm -hmm. Um, But it could be a situation where it's a, a completely horrible album. But if more people are saying it's a classic than the people that aren't saying it, then it's a classic. (laughs) <laughs> for me you gotta you gotta be able to defend that and i guess nobody is you know bound to to any rules but if you're gonna say you know x album is a classic okay well what are the criteria that this album meets for you to make that stance and if you can make a convincing argument for it then i can rock with you i can say okay it's, it's meeting these these standards i may not personally rock with it but okay, I don't really have a defense as to why I, I can say that this is not a classic. What I think happens a lot of times, and that may or may not have happened in the previous discussion about Cole albums, and really with Cole fans in general, and Nas fans, honestly, um, the argument is just how much love they have for the artist. And because they love the artist that much, that, that makes it a classic. Like, nah, like what's the criteria that you're using to, to label that? Yeah. The same thing with like the word genius. It gets overused. That's yeah. true. I agree. I agree. Um moving right along though, uh Run the Jewels three. Yeah, I'm going classic. I... Uh, 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 I I'll I'll i def- like I'll just say I agree with Jamil. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go classic. I'm gonna go classic. <laughs> I was I was trying to plug holes in it, but I'm thinking about it like nah, it's yeah. There's a gangsta, a gangsta boo, and maybe staples on the album. Can't tell me nothing. 
Oh no, you're thinking about four. I am thinking about four. You're thinking about four. Maybe Staples on four, not three. No, oh, still three is still a classic. Absolutely, Gangsta Boo was on that one, just not not maybe Staples. That's the one with uh, uh what's the one I'm thinking of? Uh, the Ticketron joint. Right. Yep. Yeah, that was the one that. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it was on the Black Panther soundtrack. Um, Danny Brown, Atrocity Exhibition. That one, I would say, cult classic for sure. I, I would say it's a classic. I would say not, not even a cult classic. I, I would say, I would say that's a classic. Based on what? Um, people love that album to this day. I think that. I think that 20 years from now, our kids are going to stumble across that album and it's going to really F up their heads. And they're going to be like, man, who is this dude? Like, what was he on when he made this? Um, Acid. <laughs> <laughs> um, you just got to listen to it, man. You just got to listen to it. Like, I'm going I'm to I'm go. And, and I thought it was dope when I heard it, but. You know, you gotta let it age a bit, like you right. know, make sure you're not being a prisoner in a moment. But six years removed, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go Still good. Um, Chance the Rapper, the Coloring Book. Coloring Book is that the the Apple Joint? That's the one with no problems, right? I, I can't, I can't recall honestly. Yeah, I'm gonna go nah. Like people love that one, but I don't know if that was a classic. Yeah, I, I uh, Chance is one of those rappers I had a hard time connecting with. I'm a, I'm gonna go no on this. Um, now, if you say acid rap, you might have a, might have a stronger case. Right, right. I and I and I understand that, you know. Um, Kanye, the life of Pablo. No. Yeah, it's a, it's a big, big no for me. I'll say no, but it did move the culture forward. It was a moment. It was a moment. And to be honest, a lot when it came, when it first dropped, I heard a lot of like Kanye stands declaring that it was a classic. And like I, I listened to it, I was like, eh, I don't this, know. This had, but this this has uh, Travis Scott's style written all over it. For sure. Yeah, he he did experiment in, in some ways that paid off on it. I'm and the album does have its moments. I'm not I'm not saying it, it don't, but like six years removed i think we can all fairly say it's not a classic but people were absolutely trying to make that claim like the day it came out i remember that vividly um anderson pack malibu yes malibu uh, is a classic hey what does he do that isn't a classic <laughs> that one album um i forgot the name of it the one after that, uh, what was it? Um, wasn't it Oxnard after that? Oxnard. I think it was Oxnard, yeah. O Oxnard wasn't the Oxnard. one after that. Oxnard was, the, I think Oxnard is the one that Ian is talking about, but it was like Malibu, something before Oxnard, and Oxnard was the last one. I can't think of the name of it, though. Okay, okay. If, yeah, I'm, I if I'm remembering correctly, because they had dropped like back to back or really close to each other. All right, West Side Gun, Fly God. I don't even know if I've heard that. I'm gonna have to say, I don't know, cause it, I'm gonna say it's not a classic, cause it's not coming to mind right now. Like I, I've heard it, I know, I just 
I don't know that I can pick it out. So if it's not standing, it's, if it's not jumping out to me, nah, I can't. I can't call it classic. I'm I'm gonna go on a limb and say it's absolutely a classic. Um, shocker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <it's a> shocker. <laughs> um, just listen to it. Just listen to it. And it was. I remember being like impressed by it when it came out. And I don't think he's really matched it. Uh, 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 he's had any body of work to, to, that can stand track for track against that album since and he's done some really good stuff like you know yeah. everywhere's her man seven and eight you know the fly the peace fly god album go back and revisit that that fly god that first fly god album like i'm i'ma say it's a classic uh next up elzai lead poison that might be in the same camp i think more um more accurately what you were saying about the listening, I think Lead Poison falls into that. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll yeah, like, like cult classic status. Yeah. Okay, I, I'll, I'll give it that. Man, but he, it's like, it's like almost everything else I does is like he has such a high bar for himself. It's, it's, it's hard for me to put one, one album ahead of another because every time I think like this album might be a little better, I'll hear something on another album. I'm comparing it to to be like uh, I don't know these they about neck and neck. Right. Um, I, I know this this guy is kind of obscure. Uh, cop honor kill the samurai. Well, I don't know if I heard it. The I don't think I heard that out. Make it not be a classic. Ooh, y'all have not heard Ka's honor kill the samurai. Nah. Oh my god. Okay, this is at the very least a cult classic. It's on yeah. the list. I'm gonna check yeah, it out. Check- yeah, check it out. Oh man, okay. I th- I think you will really like it, Jamil. I think you'll like it too, fans. He's like, dude is definitely like an intricate wordsmith, and like he says those slick lines that you really got to pay attention to. But oh man, check out "Honor Killed the Samurai" by by Kai. Um, next up, uh, this one we we actually had this in an album review uh, or album face off at one point. Little Orange and Mr. Lift, uh, the life and death of scenery. Um, I don't know if I would say classic. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a classic per se, but I definitely understand why some people consider it a cult classic. More for La Orange fans than for Mr. Lift fans because the beats La Orange put on there were just bananas. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking out though. Childish Gambino, Awaken My Love. Um, I I rock with whatever that man does, whether I've heard it or not. But I don't know if it's a classic. I don't know if anything he's done is a classic. But he does have some amazing songs. But has he has he ever put together a, um, a list, you know, of music where you would say it's classic? Hmm. I I really liked Camp, but Camp was more of like a pleasant surprise because I was just getting into him and I was like, I still knew him as Donald Glover, but. So when I heard Camp, I was like, oh, this is this ain't half bad. Like dude could actually rap. I I I wasn't as high on because the internet as some people because I actually felt Camp was the better album. But when it came to Awaken My Love, he just did something so different. And it seemed to really be it seemed to really impress people, like on the mainstream level as well. Like, I'ma go ahead, I'm gonna give it the nod. Like I, I've listened to it recently and like I, I still enjoy it thoroughly yeah yeah 
I think that's a fair assessment with that one. It's it's it puts the culture forward, and that's a big part of it. Like, does the album still sound good now? Did it fall off? Um, You know, what did it do to contribute to the larger culture or push it forward? And you could definitely say that with "Awake My Love." I've I've had my critiques of it, but I would agree. I say that one a classic. Yeah, and to answer Vince's earlier thing, I know this is a mixtape, but I think um, that royalty mixtape would be maybe, while maybe not classic, definitely worth discussing like a, a super solid piece of work. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I have not heard all of royalty, so I, I, I can't say either way. And then lastly, from 2016, Vince Staples, Prima Donna. Oh, classic. I put yeah, I put his stuff in the cult classic. I don't hear his name mentioned a ton in conversations, but when it's when it does pop up, you know, like it's nothing but good to say about him. But he's not talked about a lot. Yeah, yeah, I, I cannot say I have not heard Prima Donna. So yeah, I can't say either way. Um, I, but I have heard good stuff about it. All right. Let's jump over to 2017. Albums that have, have turned five years old as of this year. Classic, yay or nay, Jay-Z, 444. Mm, I'm, hmm. I'm gonna say no. I think I agree with Vince. It was, it was a moment. Um, I've said all along though that No ID was the star of the show for that one. So nah, I'm not going with classic, although I, I would imagine many, many, many Jay-Z fans will argue about that one. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I remember the week it came out, people were just declaring it a classic, and I was like, come on, y'all. Let's, no. let's, let this, let's let this age a little bit. Well, people let the story In of the OJ... words of Jay-Z, let that bleep breathe. Yeah. People let that story of OJ video, mm-hmm. um, they let that get to their heads. And they just rolled that energy throughout the rest of uh, the album. But I will say, if you listen to the album with the, um, it's like a, it's a different, I forget how, it, it got like extra stuff within the album. I forget what it's called. But um, if you listen to that version of it, it's it's, it's way better. Oh, the, um, not, uh, the, the, you're talking about the deluxe version? Yeah, it's, and not, not saying that the, that is, the album itself is bad because I actually like it, but it's not a classic. It um, it doesn't even like there's no cohesiveness to it, in my opinion. I would agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, uh, Vince Staples' Big Fish Theory. Not a classic. Well, I haven't heard a complete Vince Staples project, so I don't know. <laughs> to be honest mm-hmm. yeah I don't know I, I would have to revisit it like, but the fact that it's not sticking out to me I'm inclined to say no it's not a classic but I, I then again I never really heard anyone make the claim that it was a classic either so um, I guess we just don't know enough Vince Staples fans um, <laughs> next up Rhapsody Layla's Wisdom yes classic without a doubt I'm gonna I'm I'm give it the <laughs> thumbs up I'm going to get at the classic thumbs up, most definitely. Um, I keep telling people, like, it's a better album than Eve. 
Um, and I, I, I love Eve, but man, Layla's Wisdom, man, she, she, she showed out on that album. Big time. I, All right. I'm not, well, I, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to talk too much about every album, but like her subtle aggressiveness is so, like, people will miss a lot of the stuff she says because she's so subtle. But it's like it's powerful at the same time. Um, and, and people will miss a lot of the gems she throws out there because of it. But like, I, I love her style. Yeah, absolutely. Here's one: Migos culture. Not a classic, and I think even Migos fans will say that. You see, I was under the impression that. This was their kind of magnum opus because when you do talk to Migos fans, it's like this is the one they talk about. And, and cultures two and three, did they do a culture three yet? Uh, that I don't know. I'm not sure, but I, I know I they did a two. I know they did it. Maybe two. I'm mixing up culture and culture two then. I say it's a classic. I'm, what I'm was one? Mind. What's what's some of the songs on culture? I, I know Bad and Bougie is on there, but I, I'm inclined to say it, it, it for, for people into that brand of hip hop. I do want when I'm inclined to say it was a classic. Okay, see, I was thinking this is the one with Stir Fry. It is. So that's the same album Bad and Bougie and Stir Fry had the same. I believe. I believe so. Ask the internet. Yeah, look, look, look it up and tell us what you find. And it does appear that they had uh, a Culture 3 album. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, this is, I was thinking of Culture 2. I would agree with this one because this was a debut, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, this is the one that yeah. everyone talks about. Yeah, this is absolutely a classic film because that was, it was, um, oh no, it wasn't their debut. It's the second album this was their like they became the poster children of a movie whether you liked it or didn't like it Migos was synonymous with that sound and this would have been the thing that put them on I'm yeah yeah, Stir Fry was on Culture too. that's the one I was thinking of that I was saying was not I'm gonna go yes Culture was a was a classic okay all right so we agree on that next up J.I.D. The Never Story Great album, not a classic. I say cult classic. That's fair. Okay, okay. Side high to Prince, no dope on Sundays. Cult classic. Cult classic. Yeah, I'm willing to give that cult classic status. That's a great album, dog. Because those that know. know. (laughs) Right. And if you don't, you don't. I I distinctly remember when that album came out, I was getting some work done on my house and I was listening to it, to the to the dude that was doing my, uh, he was doing my floors. I was doing some tile work done and he had no idea who I was talking about when I said so I had a print. Wow. And I was just mouth agape, like, all right, we'll finish up your job so you can get up out of my house. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next up, Gold Link, at what cost? I, I like Gold Link, but I haven't listened to uh, one of his albums. 
Yeah, this album, I, I would have to really give it a listen. I know this album got like rave reviews when it came out. It was on like everybody's, you know, best of list at the end of the year. So I don't know. I'm 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 willing to check it out, give it a chance, but I, I cannot say either way. Um, next up, Sean Price, Imperious Rex. This was his posthumous album that was released after his his death. Uh, I'm hesitant to even give it cult classic status, honestly. I'm willing to give it cult classic status because it was, I honestly feel it's his best album. Fair enough. I guess I just haven't heard a lot of discourse around it. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, it's a good, it's a great project, obviously, but I, I, nobody talked about it. Yeah, yeah, except Sean Price fans. Right. All right. Next up, Joey B. All American Badass. Cult classic. I'm more willing to push toward classic for this one. Really? Um, He's not because of because of impact and how it kind of launched Joey into the zeitgeist. Like he he pretty well blew up from that. I don't know. I think I I, I want to say 1999 did that for him more than this. Which one was first? Was was 1999? 1999. That was the one he dropped when he was like 17. It had uh, survival tactics on it. Um, some like it had that like pro era posse cut on it. I think. Yeah, but before the money was the one. Right, that one was the one that came out right before All American Bad A. That's what I'm getting confused with then. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, I think by All American Bad A, he was already on. Yeah, yeah. I'ma go I'ma go nay on it. Like it's it's neither a classic nor a cult classic, to be honest. Fair. It's a good Fair. album. But but yeah. On Kendrick Lamar, his Dizza album. Classic. Not a classic, but it was clever. It it was it was a really well done album, I think, but not a classic? Uh uh-uh. uh. I don't think a lot of people loved it like that. Is this the album that you can listen know. to that you listen to forwards and backwards? Yep, yeah. Oh, classic. Classic. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go classic, but this is one of those cases where it's like not all classics are created equal. I I'll give it the nod, but I'm not giving it the nod over to Pimp a Butterfly or Good Kid, Mad City. What makes this one a classic though? Because the only the only real outstanding quality of this album it had, I mean the the being able to play it both ways. And then there was uh, all right consistency. Uh, it had like four singles from it that all hit. I maybe maybe I just have a difference of opinion because I like I did not like loyalty. I didn't like the joint with Jacquees. You didn't like humble. I like humble. Did you and, like? Uh, you say you, you don't like? like loyalty, but I know you know the song. Fair, because it had the simplest hook ever. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Yeah, but you you know you didn't like you DNA. Know, you know how it goes, though. I did like DNA. I did like Humble. I love Duckworth. Um, I didn't really like Love like that. I didn't like the YouTube song. 
It was oh, too many man. skips. Too many skips for me. Wow, wow. I'm a, I'm gonna give it the classic nine, man. Oh man, loyalty had it took a while for it to grow on me, but you know, you know what the loyalty sample is, right? No, the loyalty sample is the reverse song of Twenty Four Karat Magic. Really? Yeah, it's a sample off of that. Of okay. whatever the, Twenty Four Karat Magic. Yeah, the beginning part. I can part, hear that. Like, tonight, I can absolutely hear you know that. what he say? Yep. Tonight, yeah. As soon as you said that, I could hear it. The opening of uh, 24 Karat Magic. When he does the voice the uh, the voice box or the talk box or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. That Zap and Roger sound and stuff. Yeah, right. that's, that's the beginning of that, but it's reversed. Hey Vince, why it sound like you in the kitchen making grits, man? <laughs> oh, that's my chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's your what? That's my chair making noise. Oh, okay, okay. I thought I heard pots and pans and whatnot for, for a second. I'm like, man, is he cooking? <laughs> That's in there with the Pyrex and the Star. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got two more albums from 2017. Jaron Benton, Meat Coat Killer. Great album. Not a classic. I'm going to go Coat Classic, though. Cold classic for sure. I'm gonna go cold classic. I need like, to listen to that. Oh man, you, yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You do. Um, and then lastly, Tyler the Creator with Flower Boy. I feel like he's gonna be cold classic for sure, but mm-hmm. the stuff he does. When you revisit it, I'll say his last his last couple albums. Maybe not his first albums, but his last couple ones since he's so um, experimental with what he does. I would say classics. I have not heard Flower Boy all the way through, so I can't say. I, I'll defer to you all's opinion on this. But I, I do know what Tyler is accustomed to giving us. And like, if it's anything like his other releases, then... Yeah, it's, it's likely pretty good. I remember he got nominated for a Grammy. You know, you you it, who who has a better discography, Tyler or J Cole? That's an J. interesting Cole. discussion. I'm probably gonna say Cole, but that's just kind of off GP. It would be worth looking into it, like album by album, to kind of really figure it out. I'm saying J Cole off the jump. Um, I mean that's exactly now, where I would go without without thinking. I don't think it's maybe, crazy. Maybe maybe because just thinking about <clears throat> thinking about Tyler the Creator makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't know. No, <laughs> you 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 are correct there, sir. Maybe why? Aside from that, maybe just because it's just instantly my more my cup of tea with J Cole, but mm-hmm. but I do applaud him for his uh his his weirdness and making it palatable i do i do applaud him for that yeah yeah absolutely like like hip-hop needs tyler the creator as much as it needs a j cole so you know i i can't I, i'm inclined to say j cole's discography is better too but i mean in terms of like who's experimented more who's kind of pushed the culture forward you know i, I think they're about even 
Yeah. You know, I really do think that Tyler makes hip hop, you know, an acceptable home for, you know, or he makes he makes hip hop uh, feel a little bit more welcoming to the weirdos out there. You know, whereas like J. Cole makes it more welcoming to the more straight laced cats, you know what I mean, who are a little bit more, dare I say, conservative in their lifestyle. Um, and uh, yeah, hip hop needs both of them cats. So, yeah, it, I, the, the way I would explain it is Tyler makes hip hop accessible for like the suburbs and uh, J. Cole. He, he seemed like he started off more kind of street, but it's just, he's, he's just a hip-hop, a straight hip-hop cat, you know. I I, so. I, I don't like that suburban tag because it feels like a backhanded compliment. Like, because there, there's a lot of weird black kids who live in the city. Like, and I think we kind of forget about them. We just kind of assume they're all in the suburbs, but it's a lot of weirdos right within city limits. They just... Oh, yeah. now? I'm, th- I'm, I'm thinking about one in particular. Because of the dang, uh, the internet's have allowed for that. No, you, you, able you, to find you definitely weird right friends. about that. But I just call them suburban. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with Vince on that one. Because uh, one of my best friends is kind of like that. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Well, I know Jamil does. Yeah, I think I know mm-hmm. who he's talking about, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he fit that kind of, and he's, he's, he's right in the city like we talking right off of damon so you know right (laughs) (laughs) right right yeah i got you i got you all right then but let's get into our album face off for the night man um i decided to go underground this week again and this week we are putting artist workshop by rita j up against lost by Cool Calm Pete. And both these albums were both artists' debut albums, respectively. And um, in one corner with the Rita J with her debut artist workshop, it was released November 3rd, 2009 on All Natural Records and clocks in at 14 tracks in 50 minutes, featuring production by Kenny Keys, Stony Rock, K Cruz, Forecast, Rashid Hadi, uh Wani and Willow Trees. And then in the other corner, Cool Calm Pete's debut album Lost was released July 12th, 2005 on Embedded and Definitive Jux Records, clocking in at 14 tracks in 59 minutes. Produced by Cool Calm Pete, Doc Strange, Snafu, and Ed Live. And both these MCs are extremely talented wordsmiths. And this, like I said, these is, these albums are their debuts, respectively. So I wanted to put them up against each other. So I'll give the floor to you all between Rita J's Artist Workshop and Cool Calm Pete's Lost. Which one were you feeling more and why? Well, um, like just to say it early, uh, Rita J, I picked hers. Give it, show some Chi-Town love. <laughs> of course. Um, um, what's the best way to explain it? I like, I like them both. Um, they seem to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They feel, they feel 
Remember back in the day those commercials where they had like those dare commercials where they be rapping on a Saturday like the little informational commercials or whatever. Where they were rapping? Yeah, you know, or doing, you know, like or singing or something like that. They give me like Rita J gives me that feel when she raps. I don't know, maybe it's a voice, like the proper. She you know, she does that proper rap, proper speech rap. Maybe it's that where it's just like it feels it feels funny, but like she's dope because she's lyrical. Um and the man, those beats were crazy, weren't they? Oh yeah. Man. Um Lost. His voice was just weird to me, man, because I never heard it. But his voice was just like like he was dope too. It's just that he just wasn't my cup of tea. But like, there's nothing I can just inherently say that it was anything wrong with the album. Um, you know, I just I preferred the Rita J. Okay, all right, understood, understood. So Vince is 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 giving it to the to the homegrown talent. Uh, very understandable. Uh, Jamil, between these two albums, man, which one are you right with and why? Um, man, I had a hard time with this one because I, I did enjoy both of them. Um, and I was trying really, really hard, even in looking at it. I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna be heavily biased toward Rita J because I really love this album. I hadn't heard the cool compete until I listened to it for um, for the face off this week, so I was really fighting against that, that tendency. Um, and they both were really good projects. Um, I, I understand where you're coming from, Vince, with uh, Kukon Peep's voice. It, it don't really fit his face. <laughs> <laughs> Man, no, it doesn't. But I think that's that that whole Bronx kind of thing that, that was coming out. Because for a split second, I'm like, uh, are we on this... Uh, What's old girl name? Aquafina. I was like, are we on some Aquafina stuff with this dude? Oh wow. <laughs> oh yeah. But it felt, it, yeah, but it felt a lot more authentic than that. Like it it took for me to do a little research on him for me to come up with that thought. <coughs> Excuse me. So I don't feel like that was the case. Um like I'm rambling, but yeah, it was this was this was a difficult one. I think um, I don't know. I still haven't really made a decision. Oh wow, you stumped, huh? I'm stumped. I'm stumped because I, I enjoyed them both. This is a and first. Cause normally, you 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 put the spin move on us. <laughs> I, listen, I would. Yeah, yeah. This one, this one, this one got me. And I, I guess because I'm having such a difficult time with it and I wasn't able to make a decision before now I'm going to go ahead and give it to the artist workshop just because it was the more familiar album that I've heard and I had love for it but like that 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 Pete joint was like I don't know why he stopped rapping like he was dope yeah this is his only album yeah, you like make t-shirts now or something. Or some something in the visual arts now. I don't know what that was about. 
yeah you can't really go wrong with either one of them i i, I think if you ask me multiple different times you can get a different answer based on based on the time yeah. I, I i can't i can't confidently call it either way with this one <laughs> okay all right i understand i understand all right for me man let me just say both these albums um man it, it was i'm glad i put these two against each other it was it was uh, it was great yeah. to revisit them the cool comp but bo- bo- both these albums are in my permanent rotation just the fyi so i love them both uh the cool compete was an album that i was bumping constantly during what i identify as my college dropout years <laughs> so i i was quite familiar with it um before I actually got put on a Rita J. And so so this this album face off was was very enjoyable for me. Um for me, you know, Cool Compete, man, he, he's like that, he's like your first and only Asian homie. You know, he's like the, the Asian <laughs> the Asian dude you meet in college and like the nigga kind of keeps to himself and you know, once you once you actually have a discussion with him, you, then you find out he's in the mad villain LP in the roots, and you're like, oh snap, this this <laughs> this dude got some good taste in hip hop. You know, once you once you actually hung out with him, you know, and found out what he was about, you're like, you know, he's he's a dude that if if you have not worked with him or or, or been in class with him, you definitely rode the measure train with him, and. You know, he's that Asian homie that seems to really get black issues because he's an invisible minority himself. And, you know, he, he got his own. He takes he takes his hip hop seriously. You know, he's not he's not with the he's not with the clown stuff. He's got refined taste. You know, that being said, I got to go with the Rita J artist workshop. Like I said, the cool compete, it was it was it's a very cool album. You know, it was really, I was really impressed by it when it dropped. And it was a heavy rotation for me, but going back and revisiting it, I didn't enjoy it as well as I enjoyed it back then. And I felt that the Rita J has aged a little better. And Cool Calm Pete, his lyrics could kind of get a little abstract at times. And I feel that Rita's more like straight spoken you know rhyme style was just it was just more agreeable to my ear you know and she just kind of floats from storytelling to battle raps to kicking conscious raps to you know rapping about love and you know or more existential stuff she does it so effortlessly you know and she's got a, a almost constant like internal rhyme scheme within her bar sometimes i don't know if y'all y'all have noticed that but like mm-hmm. i remember when we interviewed her for the show and she was telling us that she basically got her started her notoriety coming up in the spoken word scene and to me that's that's even more impressive because you know no 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 diss to spoken word artists but a lot of them don't possess that unless they rap as well and right. You know, I, I think that's that's a really impressive part of her of her style and her flow. You know, it, it, and it keeps you engaged throughout the entire song and and holds your attention even if the beat is a little mid. There were only really two beats on here that I I, I found were kind of mid, and I was body rock and and listen. But uh, you know, I felt Rita had the better intro. Even though I do feel Cool Compete had a better album closer, but 
the the reader was just more consistent man it was more consistent it was more upbeat it was more melodic and maybe the fact that i'm listening to these in, in the summertime to also influence my decision because i feel the cool compete it's actually more of a fall album mm. but the reader just felt more summery and just more you know in harmony with where my my you know my headspace was at this week you know cool compete he can get into a little bit into the cringe nerd rap territory with tracks like the brush psa you know stuff like that like yeah i don't really go in for um but i felt the reader jay honestly just had more standout moments and has just aged better i mean the highlight of the album for me was probably uh the address um, where she's laying out, you know, the relationship she got into that fell apart. Um, Outlasted, featuring Guilty Simpson, is an outstanding track. Uh, Dreaming, oh man, um, Dreaming was dope. You know, a lot of people don't really rock with Inconspicuous, but I like Inconspicuous. Like, like it's a funny track, but it like I I, I mess with it. I mess with it. Nope, with Cap D was dope. What else did I like on here? Uh, of course, the intro, uh, the surrender remix was was fire. It just it just had more standout moments on it to me, you know. And uh, you know, she sounds off on a lot of things, you know, disappointment in a lover, you know, wanting to stand up to white supremacy and and you know, massage noir and xenophobia, you know, or just you know, just playing out her skills being a dope MC, but. Both these albums are are outstanding albums. Like the 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 thing that the Cool Compete did that I did enjoy was the beat switches. It was like I would say like a good 60-70% of the songs on here had a beat switch somewhere in the song. You know, sometimes for the better and sometimes not for the better, but I, I like it when artists do that. When they start off a song with one beat and then they'll switch it into another beat. Cause like tracks like the list were just like Oh my God, that was that was just incredible. Yeah, you know, but because of his rhyme style and he he's a little bit more abstract, it's kind of hard sometimes to kind of pick apart what he's actually rapping about. And you know, you can uh, artists can kind of lose some relatability when he, when they when they rap like that. But I, I didn't really have to worry about that from the Rita Jake. So that's a good point. And I just I felt she used the guest appearances better too. It could it could be my shy town and Midwest bias, but you know, bringing on people like Guilty Simpson, Adad, Mr. Greenweeds, that was like that Chef's Kiss Chicago hip hop for me. All day long. You know, absolutely, absolutely. So I am giving an edge to Rita J's artist workshop. That was, that was the first sweep we've had in a while, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. Yeah, it's the first sweep we've had in a while. But, well deserved, though. No, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's get into our usual segment that we do around this time, which is What You're Bumping, where I invite y'all to share with the listeners what y'all been bumping. Uh, for the past week, whether it be new, old, or just something the listeners have not heard. So, 
Uh, Vince, man, this week, what you been bumping? And I haven't really bumped anything I can think of. I was so focused on... I was I was actually letting my nephews dictate what we were listening to, so... Man, I don't know what I was listening to. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember. You know, they're 16 and 13, so... Um, yeah, I, I don't even remember. Um, but as far as me personally, I had... Uh, I was in the lab, so I had a, was focusing on that. Then I, I, I got a, I had a, a talk that I was putting together, so um, I I didn't have time to just focus on music. So, but uh, I'm I'm willing for any suggestions. All right, all right. I hear that, man. I hear that. Sometimes you're busy. I get it. All right, Jamil, man. This week, uh, what you been pumping? Um, I finally went back. I guess I was I was doing some palate cleansing for a while, so I was staying away from certain albums, and I decided I could go ahead and start listening to them again. Uh, so I was bumping the Shadow in the Shade, and uh, also the new Kendrick. Both definitely not not the most fun albums, but they just both incredible pieces of work. But they leave you in a bad space if you uh if you let it <laughs> or they can. <laughs> also, I was bumping this uh, Ari the Indigo, chick out of Chicago, uh, Mexican MC actually. She's What's pretty dope. Uh, Ari the Golden. Ari the. Oh, I'm sorry, not not no Golden is the name of the album. Ari the Indigo. Ari the Indigo. Okay. Mm. Yeah, she was pretty dope, and. Uh, was bumping at uh the new stimulator Jones, me and Mr. Uh, me and Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> yeah, that's nah, that like, that a perfect man. backdrop for for me. We was uh I was me and my son was on a walking path, uh bumping that, so that was perfect for the moment. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's Stimulator Jones, man. He he deliver, man. He deliver. Yeah, I, I think you would, I think I think you would dig it, Vince. It's called Round Spiritual Ring. Um, but man, it's 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 classic like early nineties, like golden era, like R and B. I don't know if I would say that. I well, would say would more describe? well, not not early nineties. I would say maybe maybe late nineties, early two thousands. It, it's because he got some he throws some vapor wave in there. Yeah, you just gotta listen to it. Round rings or something you said. Yeah, round spiritual, spiritual ring. Gotcha. But yeah, man, boy, does it deliver. <clears throat> All right. Simulator child. And he's got another one too called like Magnificent Treasures, and I, I forgot the name of it, but it's like. It's, ma- it's magnificent treasures and something else. Hold on one minute. I, I, I'll tell you right now. Exotic worlds and masterful treasures. Yeah, that's it. Exotic worlds and masterful treasures. That's that's kind of like uh, the the c- companion piece, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, but uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Check that out if you're looking for some 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 otherworldly R and B, man. <laughs> All right, for myself, I have just been bumping. I was bumping Black Moon 
Rise of the Moon, uh, the album they did in 2019. Um, just felt like throwing that on. Uh, it's, it, it just the album just scratches a certain itch for me. Um, I was also bumping Killer Mike rap music. Um, just wanted to get reacquainted with that. I was bumping Tyler the Creator. Call me if you get lost again. Just just revisiting that. Um, it was one of the dopest albums that came out last year. Um, and he's like rapping, rapping on there. Um, I was also bumping Delonious Monk, the Delonious Monk Quartet, live at the Blackhawk. Uh, it's a pretty good, decent live jazz album. And also the John Wright Trio, Southside Soul, just because that's a good summary listen. Uh, some good old school Chicago jazz. Yes, indeed. But yep, that's what I've been bumping. So, Jamil, do you got any album anniversaries for us? Quite a few. Quite a few. I guess we're finally getting to the time of year where albums are dropping pretty regularly. Uh, so we got celebrating five years this week. Uh, Big Mensa's debut album, The Autobiography. Yeah. Uh, celebrating 10 years. Rick Ross, God Forgives, I Don't. Which I... Um, celebrating 15 years uh, Guru Jasmine Task 4 and Common wow. Finding Forever oh wow oh, Finding Forever came out 15 years ago yeah it's pretty wild and another one that's even wilder than that although I don't know who really remembered this album other than one track uh, celebrating 25 years Bone Thugs and Harmony Art of War ugh with the uh, with the with the with the with the uh, famous Bone and Tupac song, <laughs> yeah, that's the only one people really remember, and the track they did with Phil Collins, which was awful, awful. Uh, celebrating thirty years, EPMD, business not personal, which is crazy. And if you really want to feel old, celebrating thirty-five years. Ice T debut album, Ryan Pace. Oh wow, thirty five. Thirty five. Thirty five years. Wow. 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 Yeah, Ice Ice T is in his sixties. I want to say. Mm-hmm. You know, he he still raps, man, from time to time. Crazy, man. Oh man, that that is a uh, a long time, but uh. Right. Yeah, go back, revisit those albums, and, 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 and uh, you know, re- revisit the albums from that that we suggested. Uh, check out the albums from the album Face Off, and, and you might even want to enjoy them with some products you can buy from osomedicinal.com <laughs> <laughs> an online yes, apothecary <laughs> that sells teas, tinctures, balms, salves, sea moss gels. You know, just a lot of cool uh, health and wellness products uh, that help, you know, ease your stress, uh, help you get your mind right a little bit. And um, everything's organic and all natural. It is black owned and Chicago based. And you should check them out. Also, Juice some tea and bump that stimulated Jones. You're going to be all right. All will be right with the world. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. 
so we will be back next week with uh more topics and album face off um another album face off i should say and we're gonna keep this train rolling uh vince jamil i want to thank you gentlemen for carving out some time and hopping on the show tonight to share your input and with that i'm gonna bid you gentlemen adieu can't stop because we won't stop diggy (laughs) 2.0 all right y'all peace